2: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
0: Okay, so, you know, we focused a lot on Bristol. We did the mayoral debate, was that two weeks ago? And that was great, but it's just a lot lot going on in the city of Bristol. And there's one particular controversy. I don't wholly understand it. Uh, Don Stakem uh, wrote about it in the Hartford Current, so we thought we'd bring him in and talk a little bit more about it. Don, good morning. How are you?
1: Good morning brian how you doing i'm
0: good i'm hanging in there i appreciate you coming on the show i don't know what your routine is in the morning but for some 721 is is early so we appreciate it just can you explain to me and not really just to me but our listeners what what is this controversy you wrote about in in, in bristol because it's kind of confusing
1: to me so one of the uh the town council candidates an incumbent andrew howe put up on uh, facebook um uh, post-condemning um, a school board candidate, which is not uncommon uh, as you get into October, closer to election day. But this was against somebody in his own party uh, on the Republican side, uh, Jennifer Van Gorder, uh, who is uh, going to be elected to the school board because she's running in a non-competitive race. She's uh, effectively filling a uh, a partial vacancy of a term. So she's essentially assured once the, the town committee put her on the ballot she's essentially assured of getting elected uh but he put up this post saying uh anti-semitism and any other forms of religious intolerance have no place in the city and certainly not on the board of ed i stand against these views and disavow jennifer van gorder as a candidate on the republican ticket <laughs> and then i uh, does, she have another,
0: a, uh, does she have a history of saying stuff or has she done anything like is this is there a basis she
1: had to put it? up uh something on facebook two years ago uh that uh, resurfaced um she had taken it down i believe in the meantime uh a uh, it was during the uh, the height of uh, pandemic restrictions uh she was a has been a very outspoken opponent of mandatory vaccines mandatory masks she put up a meme uh it's a yellow uh, star of david uh circle around it with the words scamdemic jabby non-compliance And in the middle, uh, where uh, during the Nazi era, the word Jew had been put in is the word COVID. Uh, After being confronted about that, she wrote an apology on Facebook saying she didn't understand its uh, historical significance uh, and did not mean it to be anti-Semitic and took it down. Um, She has nevertheless gotten uh, quite a lot of opposition from Democrats and Republicans alike. Uh, over the way she's addressed this issue.
0: Okay, so he goes after her in the party. So what? What's what's going to be the? Is it just some some infighting in Bristol, and there's nothing really to see here? Or is there? Is it going to have an impact on the mayoral race? Or is it? You know, is it going to give an opening for Scott Rosato? I mean, what's what's the deal?
1: Well, it's an interesting issue because it's not just Andrew Howe. Cheryl Tebow, another incumbent uh, on the council, has also disavowed her. Uh, I don't believe those three will be knocking on doors together uh, at any point during the campaign Uh, there are also a few members of the Board of Ed from the Republican side who uh, have disavowed her there is a contingent of Republicans who say she should never have been given that position they blame uh, the mayor Jeff Caggiano and the uh, RTC uh, chair Witt Betts the former state legislator for uh, pushing her candidacy and getting her selected over uh, a candidate they wanted. They blame. They believed would have been less controversial. It won't affect the election on her race again because she gets one vote, she's in. It may elect. It may affect the mayoral race because the Democrats are certainly using this issue. Uh, is going after uh, racism being tolerated in the city. Uh, also interesting is how this would affect uh, the school board and the school board and council relations in the next two years uh, because you now have people who've kind of gone to war with each other for the same side. They normally can get, well, there's enough difference between the two caucuses, but now you have people within one caucus who've already, already battling going in that can make the actual work of getting the, the school system operating, uh, getting city hall operating, uh, and cooperating during budget seats, especially can be difficult if some of those are not talking to each other. Well,
0: hmm. so we'll keep an eye on that. just, Wow. Okay. Don Stakem with the Hartford Current joining us here on Brian & Company. I did want to get to another piece because we're talking to the governor a little bit later this morning, and we're talking actually with um, Sandy Terenzi and Mike Price from the, a real estate agent. So, you know, real estate's a huge thing for a lot of people in Connecticut. Housing uh, is unaffordable for many. It's not even accessible for others. Uh, can you just talk a little bit about the this development in Canton and why, when it was sort of the plan was proposed on the calendar, why why it's significant?
1: Canton, I believe, is the first town in the state to set a minimum uh, requirement for new multifamily housing developments. Uh, and that's primarily apartments could apply to condos, but really it's going to be apartments. Um, that requires, uh, I believe it's 20%, um, be set aside as affordable housing for new projects. That took effect... October 10. About a week before that, this project for, I think it's 54 apartments in Canton on Dowd Ave, was put in. Since it came in a week ahead of time, uh, it is not covered by that requirement, and all 54 uh, apartments are uh, planned as market rate. And the developer says in his application, uh, in his paperwork, that having affordable uh, an affordable component wouldn't make financing possible here. It would be, become... Feasible.
0: So there's no way. There's no way to re- retroactively. He came in before the deadline, so he could do what he wants.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So you can't change the rules. That grandfathering uh, idea that uh, once you have the rules set, anything there for uh, going forward uh, is affected. But you can't set rules that affect something that happened uh, beforehand.
0: I'm just curious. I don't know if you were able to, you know, some of the old school journalists aren't able to take the journalist hat off. But I'm just this whole not in my backyard thing about affordable housing that seems to be everywhere across Connecticut. I mean, is it always been that way? I mean, is there any way to change it? Because it seems like that's where everywhere, just every town's like, no, we're not going to do it.
1: Well, sort of the history of of zoning, right? And then many would argue that was the point behind zoning. There are some suburbs in Connecticut that have minimum two-acre zoning. You could say that's about affordable housing. You could, it's also been described as as racist uh, to keep out poor people, to keep out minorities, uh, so that wealthier suburbs can be enclaves for at least the upper middle class, if not above.
0: Yeah, I just I think that something you know, something needs to give at some point, or we're going to have a. a... You know, even bigger problem than we have now, which we have a big problem. Don, we appreciate it. Uh, really, really good stuff. Thanks for breaking down Bristol. I was really confused, and now I'm um, I'm less confused. So I appreciate it. Brian, thanks so much. All right, Don Staken from the Hartford Current joining us here. You can get all of his stuff at the at current.
2: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long.